Welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network on this spooky Halloween night. And no, I wasn't going to do a spooky voice. I'm not as good as it as I used to be. I used to have the whole Vincent Price thing down, you know, the evil laugh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> Odie, how are you today? I am doing pretty all right. It uh, doesn't feel like Halloween uh somebody on social media said um like this has been the longest halloween ever but like at the same time it's not over yet or something uh -huh. and however they described it i was just like yeah you know what they're right it's like october was really really quick but it's like halloween has been really really long i guess because i don't know people wearing costumes i don't know what the fuck it was but it seemed like the longest day ever but the quickest month ever like yeah. october really breathes in and out of here it did and it and, and i think it's because it's my favorite month so i'm spending so much time enjoying the month you know doing my horror movie marathons and stuff like that and one of my friends he watches horror movies all year long so he can't understand how i just wait until september and then just watch it for two months and then just don't watch any more horror movies for the rest of the year. And I'm like, well, I got to build up the horror movies to watch for two months, you know? And then there are some days where I don't watch movies because, you know, during the weekdays, I try to watch them in the evenings and then sometimes I fall asleep on them. So then there'll be like, a, like that Saturday will just be me watching the movies I fell asleep on during the week. <laughs> and one day he was I mean, joking, of course, but he was getting on, he's like, you're not even trying. I'm like, dude, I've watched like, 59 movies so far and then um i did watch vhs 94 earlier today and i gotta tell you it was a pretty creepy movie and then i got vhs 99 is gonna be uh for tonight but then i'm gonna watch um about maybe tomorrow i'm off tomorrow and wednesday so tomorrow i'm gonna watch maybe three or four episodes of cabinet of curiosities and then the capstone is going to end up being, uh, I'm going to watch Nope from uh, Jordan Peele on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then somewhere in between, I may, I may vote early. Okay. Or, 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 or as I like to call yeah. it, making the best of this horse shit. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't decided uh, if we're going to vote early or if we're going to wait till election day. Um like part of me wants to like vote early just because like my husband went through a name change so I just don't want no fuckery you know waiting till election day even yeah. though you know we made sure that he was he updated when he updated his license all of that was updated but you just don't want no fuck shit happening so yeah exactly especially especially in the south yeah yeah yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, do you even know who's running against uh, Roy Cooper, our current governor? Is he? Are we not, wait, are we not doing? We can't be doing governor races because if yeah, no, we're not doing governor this year. It's like senators and I think yeah. the, mayor, the mayor's up. I'm not really a fan of her, but 
Yeah, I, I don't remember seeing his name on the ballot because I was looking over the ballot. The only thing, I mean, all the rest of the races is just pretty much, you know, pretty simple. I'm just going to have to vote Democrat. And then there's a couple, uh, like there's a, a, a nonpartisan, like the school board people. I'm like, okay, them I have to look up because I'm not voting for some goofy anti-CRT uh, crap. Right, that's, that's 100% going to be a thing in Johnson County, I am sure. Yeah, so I, I, I got to look these people up before I vote for anybody. And here's how petty I'm going to be. There are a couple of Republicans who are running unopposed. I'm still not voting for them. Because you're unopposed, you don't need my vote. <laughs> you don't have an opponent. Why are you even on the ballot? I guess they have to, is the rules. But I mean, if you're not, if you don't have an opponent, you win. I mean, now here's the thing though, unless they do like a write-in ballot, but I mean, who's really going to, I mean, you know what? That's how India Walton lost after she won the primary. So I can't, you know, uh, I can't go against the power of the write-in ballot. So I guess they have to do it. So, but still. So, Odie, what you got for us today? All right. So, after a hiatus, a much awaited hiatus, a baby, an engagement, uh, the Navy is very excited to have their Queen Rihanna back. Um, and while I'm not in the Navy, so to speak, I definitely appreciate Rihanna's music. Do you happen to know the last time, uh, when what her last project is and when it came out? I wanted to say, wasn't it around like 2017, 2018? I think it's been a while. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. Uh, it was 2016. And frankly, it was the beginning of 2016. So in my opinion, I'm like, if it's the beginning of 2016, you might as well say it. Like we're at the end of 2022 now. So it's really almost been seven years as far as I'm concerned. Um, we're just a couple months out from... Um, 2023 um so that was our last album we heard rumblings before she got pregnant that she might be doing like a reggae album and like Sean Paul and all these dance hall people were going to be on there which definitely would have been a vibe but that's also the type of project I don't want to hear unless it's summertime unless it's warm outside like and I think she knows that um well, I know, and I know that sounds selfish because I mean, there's two hemispheres technically. So right. our summer is somebody else's summer, but she, you know what I'm, you know exactly what I'm getting at. Like I'm talking about the European people, the United States, Canada, even the Caribbean people. I need it to be summertime in in the northern hemisphere, and yeah, that's the only that's the only vibe I really care about. And um, we've all been looking forward to music from her and she came out with a song that's actually on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack and it's written by Tim so I appreciate that like I, Tim is really having a great year like and I love that for her now no mm -hmm. not mean to cut you off isn't Tim's the one was he on that um no she's a she she's oh, she. she oh so I'm talking about somebody completely different then okay yeah, Tem Thames is a woman. She's worked with Beyonce, obviously now Rihanna. Um, you probably hear her stuff in a lot of TikToks. Um, the the most popular one that was a song. It was a song with Future, "The Wait for You." That one was really popular on the TikToks and Reels and whatnot. 
Um, that, that, that may have been where I heard that name before then. Yeah, and then there's also another one too. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but you definitely heard this in people's stories, including mine, I'm sure, if you've looked at them. But it, I used it like earlier this year. Um, but she's saying, this is the piece that you cannot buy. This is something that you cannot fix, whatever. But it's, I need to finally, my heart, whatever. It has like a great melody. It's a really chill song. Um, she was on the Blackest King soundtrack. I think that's like where a lot of non-Africans started hearing her. Any case, she wrote the song. Um, the song it's okay, but like it doesn't have like great replay value because it's such a down tempo song. Frankly, uh, I I predict that when the uh, when the Black Panther movie comes out, mm-hmm. that they're gonna play it during Chad Chadwick's uh, funeral, and I'll probably lose it. I'm I'm very like I'm really really a crybaby when it comes down to it. So I, I suspect that's what's that's what it's gonna boil down to and i, I already told my husband i said i'm gonna lose it um they'll probably play that song and it'll be really sad and that's that that's my that's my prediction i look forward to um i look forward to seeing what's what so it's um oh, okay. yeah, it's just it's a good song but it's just okay like i said you know we we want to have a good time. We want to be up tempo. Like we're coming off of, um, you know, summer renaissance and we're kind of gearing up for Rihanna at the Super Bowl. So it's like, we want to be pumped up right now, but for this, I mean, I guess for this particular purpose, it's fine, but it just doesn't have great replay value. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. And then, okay. I think I, now I think I know where I heard her name before. Uh, she did the uh, the song from the trailer, the No Woman No Cry. Uh, yeah, cover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, is she a singer or songwriter? Both. Or a producer. Singer songwriter. Okay. She wrote. She wrote the song. Um, well, I don't know if she wrote the whole song, but she definitely has a writing credit for that particular song, and um, she she sings herself. I've listened to her album. Her album was pretty good, but it's like her voice is very like I could hear Tim's singing the song almost like if if Rihanna hadn't like done this song, I could hear Tim singing it easily. She has a very like distinct voice and like a sound that goes with her like kind of chill vibe. I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's very opposite of like dancing Rihanna that we know. And, and and for all that Rihanna has done in her career, she's only 34. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. That, that is impressive. Yeah, she wasn't, I think she was like 16, 17 when she first first hit the scene. So yeah, she she's been doing this for a long time. Um and I mean shit, she's making so much money, like with like all her fancy products between the lingerie and the makeup and all those products like she's not like she doesn't have to do music if she doesn't want to which is probably why she hasn't been doing music but um you know we see the memes now where it's like damn having a kid is so expensive that even rihanna had to take her ass back to work (laughs) 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 which is 
it's fucking facts but um yeah like I don't know like I said I I look forward to seeing if I'm if I'm correct when it comes to making that call but the song is just okay that's all I have to say about that and I know that's probably for I mean Rihanna to me falls under the same vein as Beyonce where it's like I should be more of a fan, but I'm not. But her music doesn't like piss me off the way Justin Bieber's music does because it's good music. If for some reason, it just doesn't vibe with me. I don't know why, but I understand why everybody loves her. And I understand, you know, why it's popular. Yeah, she's not really overrated or anything like that. Like, I don't yeah, definitely, I, I definitely think she's accomplished, you know, but this song is just okay. And, and and I know it's kind of like when you haven't heard like from your favorite band or favorite singer in so long and you want to be like, you know, you want to be knocked out and then the song just comes out just like, mm. and I guess it's fitting a theme. I imagine that this is going to be played probably toward the beginning of the movie when they're dealing with, you know, uh, T'Challa's death, you know, yeah. and I don't know how they're going to do his death in the movie. But I'm pretty sure that they, you know, Ryan Coogler will have it figured out. I mean, you know, if it was Taka Waititi who did, who did the last two Thor movies, they probably would have had Black Panther die by slipping on a banana peel and falling down the steps and breaking his neck or something like something stupid like that. But I'm, I'm figure, I don't know if Ryan Coogler wrote Wakanda Forever. I know he's directing it. Right. I don't know, I don't know if he wrote it, but if he wrote it, you know, I, I trust him to, you know, uh, to be dignified in, in uh, you know, unofficially passing the torch. You well, know? you know, they um they did talk about possible, uh, like when at the premiere, we saw like uh, the sister, what's her name? Shuri. Shuri, like the, the actress that plays Shuri, yes. she uh, came wearing a similar suit. So like everybody's already like, very emotional you know leading up to this like wow like Chadwick Boseman like the legend he's really not here anymore and like there aren't like I mean it's not like a ton of celebrity deaths that impact me emotionally but I remember like feeling away learning that he passed away and hoping that it was a rumor um I, I didn't know you know Nipsey Hussle uh Kobe and Whitney where it's like damn like those people really like were present you know and they were really good at their craft and uh I do look forward to that to the Whitney movie that's coming out I will be watching that I'll probably go see that with my mother now I, I hope if they do a Whitney movie I hope that they're not going to focus on the bad this I don't believe they are I mean they literally have not shown any of that they haven't even like I haven't even seen who's playing Bobby so it's not that that tells me it's probably not going to be a lot of which is hard to even imagine because like they were married a long time but um I don't know how long they're going to like how how much of like even the Bobby and Whitney reality show they're going to focus on <clears throat> uh, but the trailer looked really good and the girl who's singing it like it seems like they focused on like her really, like her great voice, like the legend that she that she is. Yeah, and, and and at least I hope that they, unlike the whole thing with uh, who was it where they could Aaliyah where they couldn't secure the music rights? 
oh no 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 that's not a problem this is like a big screen production the trailer's out it's coming out this well november this month um no 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 that's not the same thing like they couldn't secure the music because Aaliyah's family did not fuck with Wendy Williams. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, it's, a, it's a completely different animal. Like, um, I, I believe even Sissy co-signed this. So that's how you know it probably won't be like the bad parts about Whitney's career and it probably won't talk about Robin. Not in great detail anyway, you know, like, yeah, because th- this is approved by the family, just like with Aretha, like, you know, we didn't see her being sexually abused and we never learned who her baby daddy was when she had a baby at like 12 or 13 or 14 years old. Like they didn't focus on none of that, you know, cause it, it's fucked up. But like that, even though it shouldn't tarnish her legacy, she was a child. Like what could she have done wrong? You know, she was yeah. a child. So whatever, but yeah. It's, I don't think it's going to be like that just because the co- the family has co-signed it. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like you could just sweep it all under the rug, but I mean, that part of her life was just very publicized. You know, it, it's kind of like the whole thing with the Ray, with the Ray Charles biopic. I know the drugs were a big part of Ray, but I still got to learn things about Ray that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And at least, but see, he was, I think he, he was still alive and he was okay with, you know, Jamie playing him and stuff like yeah. that. So it was. It still was different, you know. Yeah. Because I, because I, I believe if I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I think he met with Ray a couple of times before they did, you know, while they were doing the biopic. Yeah, they definitely did, um, and that's how uh, Jamie was able to get some of that, you know, some of those mannerisms down as well as he did because he got to see him, you know, interact with him one on one. I, I know I know it's not the, the the same, but it's funny. Like, uh, it really should have been any given Sunday because he was good in that too. But Ray for Jamie Fox to me was like boogie nice for Mark Wahlberg, whereas like mm-hmm. I, I, where it was like I finally took him seriously as an actor, and not just oh that guy from Living Color who was who who dressed up in a wig and a dress. Like he's like oh this dude is serious. He's an actual actor, and especially the job he did with um. With Tom, uh, I almost said Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise in, uh, God, I cannot remember the name of that movie. It was such a good movie, too, where. Uh, it was like a, they were taxi drivers or some shit. Yeah, and Tom Cruise was the assassin. Yeah, I didn't, I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I just, because I watched Wendy Williams, I just remember that as a movie where, like, where he quote unquote befriended Tom Cruise and still ended up fucking Katie Holmes. Like, that was a weird flex. Like, what? Like, because Tom Cruise, because the story behind that, I always remember that story, but the story behind that movie was, like, Tom Cruise pretty much waited, like, he wanted to work with Jamie, and he made sure to get him this role, and I forgot what Jamie had going on at the time. Maybe it was the Ray Charles movie, but I don't think so. I think the order of events was, like, that him being in that movie with Tom Cruise kind of like catapulted him to the next level mm-hmm. and got eyes on him and something something happened. But either way, it's like, bro, if that's supposed to be your Hollywood connect, your your homie, then like, why would you fuck his ex-wife or whatever? Yeah. As strange as Tom Cruise is, but I, I I'll put it like this. And here and here is me being a chauvinistic douchebag. 
I mean, Katie Holmes is, I'm not going to say she's not attractive, but she, but she, but to me, she's not ruined my relationship with Tom Cruise attractive. <laughs> Pretty Tom- much. I mean, definitely, she might be a very nice person, but it's, mm. Yeah, I, I have to look. I mean, me being a chauvinistic douchebag in this case, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're you're kind of cute, but is Tom Cruise here? I'm not trying to ruin that Hollywood connect, you know, just for whatever whatever they had. I don't even know. So, <laughs> oh Hollywood, you'll never change. But I'm excited for Black Panther two because this has not been a good year for Marvel. Although I will say that Werewolf at Night was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, She-Hulk was She-Hulk. Miss Marvel was okay. You know, uh, Thor was abysmal. Doctor Strange was good, but not good enough for me to watch it a second time for free on Disney+. Plus. So it, it's just been, it's just been a lackluster year. So hopefully with Black Panther being the capstone for the year, I'm hoping that, I mean, the trailer looks fantastic. You know, Ryan Coogler knows what he's doing. So I, I'm I'm pretty amped up. And the, and the soundtrack, you know, is pretty much going to be dope. So. so yeah, we- definitely looking forward to it. So we shall see. Um, now, shifting gears a little bit, one artist that will probably not be on any soundtrack anytime soon is your favorite <coughs> rapper from Chicago, uh, Mr. Kanye Webb. You mean my favorite three album rapper? (laughs) Oh, man. I've never seen anybody just purposely just go supernova just because, you know. He didn't have to do He did not have to do any of what he did. um, And yet here we are. Uh, He literally can just stop talking. The people who are asking these questions can stop shoving the mic in his face, but I guess they care more about clicks and engagement than they care about what he actually has to say and how potentially problematic it can be, whatever. Um, So the only reason I really wanted to bring him up is just because there has continued to be fallout with what's going on with with his anti-Semitic comments and statements um and one of them actually initially said ew this is stupid like why would they do that um but after some additional consideration I kind of understand where they're coming from I have not now granted I have not read any statements from these people so I don't know what they're thinking and why they said what they said but I put myself in the mindset of a CEO and and found a reason if you will um if it has not already been presented. So we we all know who Goodwill is. I mean, shit, it's the holidays now. That's what you do end of the year. You donate your stuff to Goodwill. You get your little tax write-off so you can file it for 2023. And then you also um, go ahead and, you know, donate your stuff because it's Christmas time coming up on Christmas. It's wild to say on Thanksgiving on this, um, or excuse me, on this Halloween episode today. But, you know, Thanksgiving, this is, this is time to give back. And mm-hmm. so uh, Goodwill stepped in and they said, we don't want no Kanye shit. We don't want no Kanye donations. And it kind of initially read as like, wow, like the backlash 
is really bad. Like we don't want to be associated or do any type of business with Kanye anything. And so initially, like I said, I, my knee-jerk reaction was like, that's so stupid. Like, why would you not take help? Like, like basically, if a homeless person or somebody who needs shoes is denied or stopped from getting shoes, like, why would you want to work against that? Like, that should, that seems like that's against your mission. Uh-huh. And um, that's why I, I had a hard time reconciling, but when I thought about it some more, I was like, no, I think this is the best idea. And the reason I think I thought about that is because I also follow this girl. I don't know where she's based out of, but I feel like she might be based out of Atlanta. Um, she, she's Black and um, she has great style. Like, but her whole page is, is dedicated to like thrifting. And so she she buys these great pieces some of them are very high-end some of them are not so high-end but um she she makes it look good like she'll wear I see I started following her initially because like I would see her put on like granny shirts and and skirts and dresses and stuff and she would like tying them up so they would look like kind of sexy and and classy and she would pair them with these great accessories and she would tell you the price of the outfit. I'm like, damn, that shit looks good. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch her for tips. Like, this is dope. And so I thought about the idea of thrifting in general and how um, even though she seems to be using her platform for good, there are a lot of flippers out there, people whose sole purpose is to go into thrift stores, take away the items from potentially needy people, um, you know, and buy them at a greatly discounted rate and then resell them on the reseller market. Which, which, which is terrible, by the way, you know? It is, but like at the same time, at the same time, we're in a fucking, what's the, what's the word that I'm looking for? I'm having a brain for it. Um, recession? <laughs> no, not recession, but like um, an open market or whatever the term is that people use. Not democracy. It's like, like the political term for a money market that we live in or money society, money-driven society that we live in. I just can't remember the word for it right now. Anyway, um, so that like, like, like I understand. And also too, like it's, it's work to have to go through and look through all this stuff and find a store. You know, I kind of get it. It's work. It's like clipping coupons. Like, yeah, like you can get mad that the person is holding up the line, but at the same time, that person did a lot of work to save money, <laughs> you know? And if they if they sell some of that stuff, even though the coupons explicitly say you're not supposed to, but like if they do sell it, I'm not mad at it because it's like, yeah, technically you bought three of them for 10 cents and then you got three free with your coupons but there was a lot of work that you had to do to even get those items at the price that you got them for so it's like i respect the hustle so i'm not really mad at it um but if i'm goodwill i'm probably going to look at that and say okay people are anticipating that um you know that the stuff is going to come to goodwill right and it's too much of a headache to like authenticate it or worry about you know um people damaging the items because they don't agree with Kanye's politics. Like it, I could just see it being too much of a headache where they just say, you know what? We don't want Kanye anything up in here. 
you know I, I saw a video actually recently where um people it's kind of like modern day beanie babies but they're not beanie babies they're like little collectibles like with bobbleheads or some shit right pop the pop whatever and uh there was a video where this guy was showing damaged boxes and targets because they don't uh collectors want perfect boxes for these things and um people go in and purposely damage them to to devalue the item and um they don't want people flipping them or going back and reselling them for these ridiculously high prices so again i could see like goodwill saying okay if somebody hates kanye so much that they come in here and they cut the yeezys or they cut whatever type of items like some of the gap clothing just to damage it and devalue it then it's like it's not serving us anyway so i just wash my hands of it you know and when i thought about it like that i was like eh, i'm not mad at it yeah I, I i i agree looking at it from that from that standpoint it's not worth the hassle yeah people who are on on uh, on videos like they bought all these Yeezys and now they're mad at Connie, so they're burning their Yeezys. I'm like, why? He already has your money. Exactly. So now, now you just you're just have less shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I would never burn my shit. Like that that was weird. Like the shit they did with um, what's my man's name? Uh, uh, LeBron. Whenever he left Ohio, like they were burning his jersey. I'm like, nigga, but you already paid for the jersey. Not to mention, um having like the throwback jersey like the original jersey versus like when he came back and won the ring you know it it was just too much it was like y'all doing the most and you've already paid like you've already paid for this so yeah i could see if you donated to goodwill because you want someone to benefit from it but you just don't want to necessarily rock that anymore that makes sense yeah that would have been a better thing people like they got mad at curing for some ridiculous nonsense and then they were like destroying their coffee makers. I mean, those coffee makers started like $70, I think, you know, for the for the, the lower grade ones. And then they were just destroying their coffee makers for some Republican nonsense. I'm just like, you people are ridiculous. So you burn Yeezys if you want to. You, are, you already paid for them. I mean, you could do whatever you want to with them because they're yours. But it's still pretty dumb. But I, I get where Goodwill is coming from. You know, when you think about it that way, I'm like, yeah, that does make more sense because it's not going to be worth the hassle for all the having those things around. And, you know, the way people are, you know, being ridiculous. Now, did you hear about Kanye and the whole thing with um with Skechers? I did hear that story, um, which I thought was interesting because. The people that have been. Saying that this is some sort of master plan and like we're all just not advanced enough to understand then like how do you explain this like y'all are y'all are failing to mention these events like make these events make sense because you're saying oh well he wanted out of the contract he got out of the contract okay but only a fool like why would you do that when you don't have the next thing lined up yeah exactly like you only do that when you I mean he's already said that he wanted out of the contract so if he if Skechers or whoever was like in talks with him then they would have kind of swooped right in 
as soon as he got himself into that predicament where everybody else let him loose, right? Like Skechers yeah. was too thin. But no, because he is who he is, he didn't have anything lined up. And he went to Skechers and tried to take a meeting with whoever, and that didn't happen as we expected it to. They had him escorted off the property. You know, it's you know what's funny? And I know I'm waiting in the muddy waters here, but whenever like, like a, somebody suffers in like an unimaginable tragedy, like a child dies or something like that, and people are like, well, it's all just part of God's plan. And I'm like, what kind of horrible Rube Goldberg shit is God planning where he needs like a dead child to fulfill his plans? That's just something that people say to be comforting when it's not really comforting at all. You know, it, it's kind of like when people say, Oh well, Kanye's just playing 3D chess. You know, they say a lot about politicians, like with like all my friends who love Nancy Pelosi, like all oh, Nancy Pelosi's playing 3D chess. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's just terrible at what she does. And it's kind of like Kanye. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you have all these deals, you're making all this money, right? That's you know, to be fair. But if you did that to get out of your contract, it's not like you're a professional athlete, like a highly sought after professional athlete. We got you have your contract and people are lined up to sign you, right? No one's lining up to sign Kanye. He didn't have someone waiting in the wings, like you, just like you said, no one was waiting in the wings to, to scoop him up. So he's a free agent with no demand. So he goes to Skechers and they escort him off the property. I mean, granted, he came there unannounced, but it's not like they were gonna take his call. If, if I'm right. I think Skechers is owned by a pair of Jewish gentlemen. So they weren't going to take his calls. Absolutely not. That's why he tried to... <laughs> Pardon me. Bless you. I think. Oh, no. Give me like two seconds. I'll be right back. Okay, no problem. Now, now I know why podcasters always keep like a bottle of water close by. I had something, mm -hmm. something stuck in my throat. Well, uh, I had some popcorn. I'm sick of popcorn right now. Um, I actually made sure I gave like a terrible review. Uh, so like, you know, being, being around this age, everybody I know has children, uh, school age children for the most part. And um, a couple times a year, you know, those fundraisers come up. Right now, they're doing popcorn. Um, and I mean, like, damn, like the popcorn is probably better than the wrapping paper. But at this point, I'm sick of popcorn. Like, I don't order like three or four of these. And then what really irritates me is like the popcorn. It has like a minimum order. So when they emailed me and they asked me, oh, what do you think of your order? I was like, this is terrible. I'm sick of popcorn. Um, also, I hate the fact that there's like, you have to spend like $20. You can't just order one bag of popcorn and be done with it. Oh. I'm, I'm really just sick of popcorn. Like send lotto tickets and liquor, like scratch offs or something. Like that's what you could do. If you want me to really spend some money, that's what you can do. And um, I'm definitely playing the lotto. Uh, because you know it's up to a billion now, so is it? Yeah, I mean, you need to grab a couple of tickets. Yeah, you can play. You can play online. You just got to play with your debit cards. You know, I I joked about that. How like you know you got billionaires who can use their stocks 
as collateral, but they can't pay taxes on the stocks because it's not realized gains. But meanwhile, you can't even buy lottery tickets on a credit card. It's got to be cash, you know? So America's just a giant scam. But um, I, I did see where Kanye tried to do like the world's worst apology. Did you hear his apology? It was a non-apology. Kanye's apology of him coming up and saying, you know, now I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck, you know, referencing George Floyd, is would be like me saying, you know, I had the world's worst stomach flu, and now I know how it feels to survive the Holocaust, you know what I mean, or something equally as ridiculous. Like, Kanye, he needs to, he needs to get a press secretary to just do statements like that from, from now on, because he's not good at it, you know. And when he said that, you, like, the, there was like that little silence what happened because people were just kind of like, whoa, did he really just say that? I mean, it's like, if for some reason, Kanye is like inescapable, you know? Like Justin Bieber in his heyday. Like, you just can't get away from him. As much as I want to just be like, you know what? Kanye is going to be okay. I mean, he's still worth like three or $400 million. So it's not like he's like flat broke living in the streets in a tent or something. He's going to be perfectly fine. But this whole thing is just hilarious to me. You know, there was a meme, I posted a meme of the little kid and it looks like he has a, like, it looks like someone's stepping on his head and then you pan out and, it, and it's his arm in the boot, like pressed against his head. Like that's basically Kanye. Like he's doing this to himself. He's, it's like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? And it's just, to me, it's just funny. And the only reason why I could find humor in it because he's still filthy stinking rich. He still has his music catalog. People are still going to support him no matter what. So he's going to be fine. Somebody had a point and they said that, you know, how come it only, you know, only when he speaks, only when he was saying all these anti-Black statements that nothing happened. But then when he said all the anti-Jewish stuff, then, you know, people started to drop him. And Roland Martin talked about this. I'm not going to, I'm, you know, just watch this. That, that, was, that was my point last week um, when we when we convened. That uh, uh -huh. was like it's it's unfortunate because pretty much validating what he's saying. Um, but it's not right. Like it's like both things can be wrong. I think yeah. only we recognize that though. Like, like I said, like fuck Anna Wintour. Like y'all didn't want to cut ties. He said slavery was a choice. You don't want to cut ties when he said um, George Floyd was uh, di died of, of, of fentanyl overdose. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, no, you only want to cut ties when it's your people. And that's that's annoying. So, no, you're not anti racist. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, is like, you know, like you said, even though he was saying all those crazy things, all those anti black things, people still kept buying the stuff. They still kept buying his his uh, his sweatshirts that he's putting garbage bags for you. Still buying his hideous, overpriced shoes. They still support him because there are some people who feel like, okay, well, he's black. We got to support him just because he's black. Mm -mm. I actually had somebody tell me this was many years ago. Like she said that she watches um, Homeboys in Outer Space because. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a black show, so we need to support black shows. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't gotta do shit. I especially don't gotta watch Homeboys in Outer Space. Like, whoever 
like who's that flex alexander i still owe him yeah. a, I, I still owe him a gut punch for that show uh no you actually own too because let's not forget about uh let's not forget about this fool doing um the michael jackson movie oh you know he played michael jackson Oh shit! I did not. Vitiligo and all. I will send you a screenshot oh. of that atrocity. Jeez, but I mean, you know, you figure, you know, we're allowed to criticize our public figures, but there's got to be a point in time where you're just gonna be like, okay, well, I need to just pull back from this. You know, there are some people who supported R. Kelly up until he got convicted. You know. So I actually unfriended somebody I went to middle school with. I was like, girl, you're crazy as fuck. Um, not about to do this with you. Yeah. I mean, I'll put it like this. I'm not gonna throw my R. Kelly CDs in the shredder. I'm just never gonna listen to them again. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's just kind of weird. But I mean, with Kanye, I mean everything he's getting he deserves i mean you know tom brady had that whole controversy where he made a comment about him you know taking losses in football was like being in the military but tom brady just came out and just fell on his sword and was like you know what i i misspoke it was wrong of me to say and i apologize i'm sorry and that was the end of that and then just went away he didn't make any more comparisons he didn't say well now i know what it's like to be a slave or some dumb shit like that he just came out straight apology and as far as i'm concerned it was over and i hate tom brady but it was a perfect apology he came out he fell on the sword he apologized and i was like you know what now we can move on you know it's it's done what does kanye do <laughs> make himself the victim and i'm just like oh my god he's like the world's dumbest billionaire or at least dumbest former billionaire i should say but he's still worth, like I said, he's still worth, if the internet's to be believed, he's still worth like three or four hundred million dollars. So he's he's gonna be fine. You know, I just find all this to be funny. You know, like if I knew he was gonna be sleeping in the streets, I maybe would find it a little less funny, only a scotch less funny. But it's but he's gonna be fine. So uh you know, I I can I can laugh. You know, because he's still filthy, stinking rich. Mm-hmm. He'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. And then, oh, did you have anything else before I before I move on? I did not. All right. Speaking of people who are going to be all right in a, in a much more grim sense, uh, Paul Pelosi, who was Nancy Pelosi's husband, he's like in his eighties. Yeah. Uh, uh, some crackpot broke into his house. And he had, and then I read an updated article. He had, um, he had with him uh, duct tape and zip ties, and he came into Paul Pelosi's bedroom, screaming, "Where's Nancy?" You know, and by the time the cops came, they were. He saw. He's like, this dude's like forty something years old. Paul Pelosi's like eighty, and they were. He had a hammer, and they were wrestling with the hammer. And the end. From if what I read is correct, he actually hit Paul Pelosi in in view of the cops, mm. like the cops were were there. And he told them both to let go of the hammer. And then Paul lets go. The guy doesn't let go. And then he hits Paul in the head with the hammer and fractured his skull. So now here's one thing to remember. You know, people 
don't really, and, and, I, and it's not like I knew, you know, I always thought that Secret Service protected the families at all times. They don't. They just protect the uh, the congressperson. So Nancy was mm-hmm. only on business. So that's yeah, why there was, there was no Secret Service. He wouldn't have been able to get within 100 feet of that house if Secret Service was there. Right. They would have murked him on the spot. But because, uh, you know, and I don't know if this guy knew that. I mean, if he was looking for Nancy, he would have known. You know, they're not bright, the brightest bulbs in the chandelier, though, either. So. Yeah. I mean, but here, here's here's the problem that we have. You have Fox News, who are basically like Donald, like Donald Trump Jr. is making jokes about it. Uh, Fox News called it a random attack. I'm like, because they know that this guy was motivated by their rhetoric. You know, they always paint the other side. Like I always, I'm always not, I'm not, I'm not always as careful as I should be, but I think I know our audience are not a bunch of drooling psychopaths who are going to go running around stabbing people or hitting people with hammers or shooting people, you know? But the Fox News audience, not so much. These people are terrified of their own shadows. And when you have, you know, someone acting irrationally, they're going to do horrible things when when they're scared. I mean, do we treat Republicans well when we see them in the streets? No, we do not. Ted Cruz getting booed at Yankee Stadium. Some dude cussed out Ted Cruz so badly. And he was just like, remember when Donald Trump called your wife ugly? (laughs) <laughs> and you endorsed him and he was just going off on him he was like fuck you ted cruz you jackass and he was just cussing about stephen miller when he got cut he was at a sushi restaurant picking up sushi like picking up an order and someone cussed him out and he was so mad he threw the sushi away threw it in the street <laughs> like okay that was stupid tucker carlson one day he was at a, a he was on vacation he was at a bait and tackle shop and somebody saw him and was just getting on him, and Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson. And Tucker Carlson was like, "My uh, I, and and I don't know the exact words here. I'm just paraphrasing." But he was like, you know, he was trying to let him know, like, you know, my daughter's here. Like, well, maybe your daughter should know that you're a scumbag. You know. So, do we treat these people well when we see them in the street? No, absolutely not. But we're not trying to shoot them. We're not trying to stab them. We're definitely not trying to break into their homes and hit them in the head with hammers. You have people like, uh, you know, people doing attack ads and then they have like uh, Ilhan Omar and they're calling her a terrorist, you know, and you know what that's going to do to their to their base. Jamal Bowman was talking about that, how like he's always in fear for his life, him and his staff because of because of Republican rhetoric. You know, and and that shit is it's it's absolute insanity. It's crazy. But the Republicans don't care. Because being a horrible person is basically just, that's the sell. (laughs) When you're a good person, you get voted out. So all the people that were like, hey, January 6th was wrong, they got voted out. What's her name? Uh, Cheney, uh, Dick Cheney's daughter, got voted out of office. She lost her primary. (laughs) Because she said, hey, January 6th was wrong. It was treason. And, you know, she was on the committee and they voted her out of office. <laughs> so 
being a being a horrible person is par for the course, and then they have to keep that red meat going to their base to get them to come vote. So until Republicans find another way to win, which they never will, because because this sort of thing works, you figure Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz in their respective states should be down by 20 points. I mean, Dr. Oz is basically, he basically ran for this. He's from New Jersey. He ran for the Senate in Pennsylvania on a technicality because he used his mother-in-law's address. You know, he, he is the world's fakest Pennsylvanian and now he's going to be, he's going to be a Senator. Herschel Walker is going to be a Senator. Because no matter how far Herschel falls, Republicans are still going to vote for him. And because they never did anything about voting rights, uh, people aren't going to wait 10, 12 hours in the, in the freezing cold in a, in, in, in a non-presidential election year. You know, Obama was out there stumping for him, but it's not going to help. It's too little too late. You know, I didn't want to get on my soapbox about that whole thing today. But um. Yeah, it, being a horrible person for a Republican is that's basically it's not an anomaly, you know. It is it, it's it's not a bug. It's the feature. The worse you are, the more vote, the more Republican votes you're going to get. That's all there is to it. What blows me is like people don't like they legit be out here lying. Like saying, wow, he's brilliant. Like the Herschel, yeah. specifically Herschel Walker. And it's like, I know, I know that you don't believe this. I know that you don't fucking believe this. So it's like, you mean to tell, like, so you're just really willing to say anything to win? Like you don't, so you don't care about your job at all. Like you just care about winning. Right. You know, it's like, um, you know, what's been up on Common Line quite recently is Flavor of Love. And I watch every time a clip from that show comes up from specifically the first season where it was New York and hoops. Mm-hmm. I watch, I don't care if that bitch is five minutes long or 20 minutes long. I watch every clip because <laughs> <laughs> it was such a ridiculous time in life. Um, but it's like, even watching it back then, I knew hoops was on some bullshit. She cared about winning. She did not care about flag New York. I still, to this day, am not really sure if she was in love with Flav or if she was just a phenomenal actress. Either way, it doesn't matter. At least there was like, it was a possibility, you know? Like, watching Hoops, there was no way in hell anybody believed that she was there for Flav. Like, she didn't want to hug him. She didn't want to kiss him. Like, that. That's that's what I'm seeing. Like, they are... Republicans are the hoops of flavor of love. And they're trying to convince us that they're really in love with this guy. And I know that they're not. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but I mean, we have one more week to see. You know, I'm off on election day and I am off the day after. So it'll give me all the time I need to to bitch and say I told you so. But I mean, and and here's the thing. I would love to be wrong. I would love for the, for the, I mean, if the polling is correct, the Democrats are definitely going to lose the House of Representatives, which means that the whole January 6th commission is going to go away. So if they don't do a criminal referral soon, 
it's pretty much done. All that work they did, all the good work that they did, they did good work. That's the thing about the January 6th commission that pisses me off. They did great work. And now it's all going to be for nothing because they're going to lose. Go figure. The Senate is still, it's still a toss up. It shouldn't be because these people are horrible. You know, like I said, they should be down by 10, 15, 20 points. Nope. Nope. It's going to be a fight the entire way. So I don't know. I mean, you figure I'm not going to talk too much about this because it's still a developing story. But there was a Supreme Court case being heard today about, uh, and I don't, because I don't know if it's going to be in all schools or just in a particular school, but there are a lot of states that have already dropped uh, affirmative action in college admissions. And those college admissions have, uh, you know, over the, over the next few years after it, after it was removed, were dropped. Well, I mean, Black and uh, Hispanic enrollment have dropped considerably. We talked about this on the show before, so I'm just going to skim through it. But in 2013, uh, California dropped their affirmative action uh, from college admissions. And UCLA was an example. They said that they said after the state passed the ban in 1996, percentage of Black and Latino students at UCLA quickly began to fall. Things came to a head in 2006. That year, a freshman, oh, that year, in a freshman class of nearly 5,000 students, just 96 were African American. That is 0.019%, just a little less than 2% out of a 5,000 person class. 96 people were African-American. So this whole thing about, I think people need to remember why we had affirmative action in the first place. They didn't do it because they were bored. They were doing it because they weren't able to get into college. They weren't admitting people into college. So there was somebody, uh, what, what is her name? Renu, uh, I was gonna call her Renu because her last name is unpronounceable, but she is an Indian, uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. If she was born in India and then immigrated to the States. I know her parents were definitely immigrants, but she works for a think tank, the Manhattan Institute. And she wrote an editorial for the New York Times. And it was called, uh, uh, what was the name of it? Oh, it was called Affirmative Action is Wrong. There's a better way to make campuses diverse. And they wanted to use something called, um, race neutral uh, admissions. And there was somebody from, and I'm gonna get this pulled up here real quick, uh, from uh, Penn State. And they were doing a, uh, a study on this. And they found out that uh, that whole thing doesn't work. So that whole uh, race neutral admissions thing doesn't work. You know, of course not, because they expect you to speak about your experiences. Like, let's not act like college essays aren't a thing. So, mm -hmm. if I'm talking about my experience and where I grew up, like, did you see that movie? Um, I think it was Dope. Yes. Prime example. Kids talking about, and I think that's exactly how the movie ends too. Is like he tells a story, and then he's like. But like picture what I look like. And I for, I forgot exactly how you phrased it. But yeah, like the clues are there. Single mom. I dress like a kid from the 90s. So I wear like a flat top. 
Mm-hmm. This is how I dress. This is what me and my friends are into. This is where I grew up. Like, you put the pieces together. You piece together a black kid. It's not that hard to do. But this is why I will be. Uh, if my child wants me to pay for their college education, I will pay for an HBCU education. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, like you, you can go wherever you want to go. But if you want me to pay for it. I will pay for an HBCU education. That would be my gift to my child. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, because I don't want to hear you crying at homecoming about how number one whack your homecoming is. That's for starters. I don't want to hear you crying about that, and I don't want to hear you talking about racist shit and how somebody put a noose in your dorm and all that dumb shit. Nope. I'm not paying for that because now I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to have to come down there and cut somebody out and possibly commit a crime. Now I'm going to jail all because you didn't want to go to HBCU. Nah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an overreactor like that. I, I'd be up at the at the music store. I'm like, I'd like to buy some piano wire, please. I'm like, oh, what kind of piano do you have? Oh, I don't have one. But I do need that piano wire. <laughs> yes. Start strangling people mafia style. <laughs> So I don't know. It's I really wish that HBCUs got more play and they got more more funding, you know, just for that just for that reason. It's like, you know what? I hate to be part of that whole divide, being that I grew up in a mixed neighborhood and I had a good experience with it. But at the same time, in this day and age, it's just like, look. Maybe I shouldn't go where I'm not wanted. So if HBCUs are still are giving out top-notch educations, yeah, I'll just send my kids there. So I agree with you 100% on that. Mm-hmm. Because at least, you know, no matter what happens, at least I know that they're going to have a good experience as opposed to going someplace where they're not wanted. And only tolerated. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not really about you know, it's just for the opportunity, you know, because they know that if you went to UCLA or if you went to uh, some, you know, uh, college with a good a good reputation, you have a better chance of getting that top tier job, you know, but if you can get that same thing from HBCU, yeah, we'll just go there instead, you know. If I went to HBCU, I would be more than happy to like when they when they ask for a donate, I'd be more than happy to donate. You know. But a lot of people don't get a chance to donate to their HBCUs because they're still paying off their student loans. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's I don't know. We we're always catching the flat of the blade. You know what I mean? It's you know, not enough, not enough to kill us, but enough to to make it hurt <laughs> really bad. So, but I mean, this sort of thing, it's still going on. I, I would, I mean, I was naive enough to think that in high school, that by the time I got to be my age, where I'm now, that this whole racism thing could be solved. I wish I had known then what I know now. I, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. Oh, I know what I would have done differently had uh, less expectations <laughs> for the future. <laughs> uh, 
Deftones have a song called This Place is Death. And I'm like, you know what? I think I know where the inspiration for that song came from. <laughs> from living in America. You know. But, it, but you know, I, I wanted to go out with something a little bit fun today. I didn't want to just, you know, like I always, I try not to, to end on doom and gloom, you know, and, and start and start asking questions like, hey, what are you going to do with your last week of, uh, your last week of democracy until the Republicans take over and then we're going to be back in the fields picking cotton and then trying not to get whipped for eyeing masses lemon drink or some shit like that. But, uh and I'm hoping, like, I, I pulled this article up. I hate the griot so much because they always have these ads. And they just start coming on for no reason. But the griot had a story about Kelly Rowland. And long story short, she is in a movie called, what's the name of the movie? Uh, the Curse of Bridge Hollow. It's playing on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I did watch that. I recommended it to a girlfriend of mine whose son is about eight. Yeah. And I'm I'm actually uh I'm probably not gonna watch it in time for the marathon, but I do plan on watching it. You know, I do like Marlon Wayans, you know, and then and then and then has a, the girl in it from uh the the kid sister from uh Stranger Things. It looks good. I didn't, I didn't watch that season. I'm so behind on Stranger Things. It's a good, you know, what's funny about Stranger Things. And here's something you're going to get on me for the whole, there's like three different storylines going on. The one with Hopper, I basically just skipped through that. Hmm. I just, I just kept fast forwarding to Hopper because, yeah. because okay. the other two storylines were so good. Hmm. <laughs> So I was just like, okay, Hopper, you know, you're gonna be okay. Let me just find out what's happening with these other two storylines that I'm, that I'm more invested in, you know. But you know, Kelly Rowland has a son named Titan. He is seven years old, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, and she took him to see the movie, and there was a part where he freaked out. You know, I guess his mom was to not to not not to spoil the movie for anybody who wants to watch it. But I guess there's a part in the movie where his mom in the movie was in danger and he it freaked him out, you know. So she sought uh, advice from uh, Beyonce's mom. That is Beyonce's mom, right? Miss Tina? Yeah. Tina Knowles, uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then she kind of got on her for taking her kid to see that movie. Every kid is different. And I am not a parent. Yeah. And I've never had to take care of small children before for an extended period of time. But just going from my own childhood experiences, you know, even as a teenager, I was, I've was i gotten access to things I really shouldn't be watching. Because I always looked a bit older, I could go to the video store and rent stuff that I should just not be watching at like 14 years old. Like I rented a movie called I Spit on Your Grave. And it was basically, it boasted at the time it boasted, to, I didn't know this, of course, when I rented it, it boasted the world's longest rape scene okay. in a movie. Like it was a, it was a, what was horribly, the name of this movie again? I, I spit on your grave. They mm -hmm. remade, they remade it about 10 years ago, but it came out like in the seventies. It sounds and, like a Rob Zombie, like something Rob Zombie would. Yeah. Really but, but it was basically he, about a woman, who, that bullshit. you know, who is raped by, uh, she's, you know, out, I think I believe she was like an author or something like that. And she was out in some cabin in the woods and she gets 
raped by some of the locals and then she gets her revenge on them hmm. in, in pretty gruesome ways. So, you know, it was more like an exploitation flick. But I was able to rent that when I was 14 just because I looked a bit older. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was an eye-opening experience. You know, I rented Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Just cover alone should let me know what I was in for because the cover alone was ridiculous because it showed one of the zombies on the cover with maggots all over its face. And it did uh, disappoint in that respect, you know. But when you're younger like that, that's a different thing. My nephew is eight years old. He turned eight years old last week, right? And he, he is the sweetest kid, but he loves horror movies. The gorier, the better. And his mom watches them with him, you know, but he's not really affected. So he doesn't have like nightmares and nothing like that to him. You know, he just kind of finds it funny. And the thing is, because he's only eight, there's no such thing as a bad horror movie. So he could watch like House of Wax with uh, with Paris Hilton and it's all the same to him because he doesn't care. You know, I guess that's the good age, you know, because there are movies I liked when I was a kid, like Flash Gordon. I loved that movie when I was a kid and I tried to watch it now as an adult and I'm like, Jesus Christ, the hell was wrong with me as a kid? This movie is this movie is ridiculously horrible. Yeah, but, for me, that's um probably Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Uh shocker. Was that the uh the um oh. it was like um the the it was basically like a guy who was like an electrician or some shit. Like something happened. Okay. <sighs> yeah, it was Is that the moment he was when he would transfer from body to body? Yeah, he would tra- through electric energy. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible I, movie. Yeah, there was a movie, uh, there was also another movie along those same lines called The Horror Show, and I was getting it mixed up with that. But yes, I do know the movie you're talking about. And he had like a limp, so anybody yeah. that's had that same limp. Had the same limp, yeah. Yeah, that, that movie was ridiculous. It I loved it, though, as a kid. Yes, same here. Kid. Same here. <laughs> but every kid has different limits, and unfortunately, at that age, you're still kind of testing their limits. I don't think he would have freaked out as much if it wasn't his mom in the movie. Okay. You know, I, I think that he probably would have, because I mean, it's TV 14, but you know, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that she should have gotten admonished for that. You know, it was just a miscalculation. And with little kids, you know, it, it's, you're just finding out their boundaries, you know? So, I mean, no parent is ever perfect because every kid, it's not like you could just get a kid in a box and he comes with instructions. You know what I mean? Every kid is different, has different tolerances. You know, my, my nephew. I'm sure she'll be, she'll be back. She'll be doing like her infamous Christmas movies, like Christmas little baby or married, Merry little Christmas. That's what they're like. The series is called. Yeah. Now, one thing I did find interesting, just a little bit off topic, but still on Kelly Rowland, is that in the article she mentioned about uh, she was on the Jennifer Hudson show. And uh, Marlon Wayans was in that movie with um, Jennifer Hudson, right? Um, the uh, Respect. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were saying that because, you know, 
And to me, Marlon Wayans is like the de facto leader of the Wayans family because he's still out there doing stuff. Kind of like Ghostface Killer for Wu-Tang. is like the de facto leader because he's still putting out like three albums a year or whatever he's doing out there. But um, you, he seems like a hard guy to dislike. Talk about Marlon Wayans. Like he seems like a cool dude. Like if I saw him in the street, I could just walk up to him and shake his hand and he'd be like, he'd be like cool like that. As long as, as, long as I wasn't being an asshole, sure. like asking for autographs or something like that. He seems like he'd be a really nice guy. And they were talking about how, you know, he's their favorite, um, favorite movie husband <laughs> because he's such a nice guy and he cares about everybody. And I'm like, you know, I when somebody says something nice about people like that, I have to kind of share that because, you yeah. know, you don't really see that too often these days. Yeah, especially like because people be on some, uh, you know, oh, you can't do <laughs> I hate it when when men say that, but they'll say stupid shit like, oh, you can't joke around with anybody nowadays because you have to worry about me, too. No, there's absolutely men in Hollywood who um are unproblematic and stay out of trouble you know (laughs) because they're doing what they're supposed to do it's not like they're being inappropriate like no just don't be inappropriate and you'll be fine what the fuck are you talking about i i think some people just like it you know they fantasize about like the 50s when men could just do what they want to and i don't often quote bill maher i'm not a fan of his anymore but he said something that made sense about those days. He was like, the only people who benefited in those days were white men. Everybody else, not so much. And especially not women. Doesn't matter what color you are. As women, you're losing in the 50s. You know, when people say dumb shit like, oh, well, women stuck with their men back in the 50s. Yeah, where the fuck were they going to go? Could even get a bank account in your name back in the 50s when you're a woman. So what exactly were they going to do if they got divorced? Go back and go back and, and live live with their mom. So, yeah, people just don't know how to. They don't read. They don't really, you know, they they watch these uh, these internet troglodytes, and they're like, well, you know, talk about you got to be an alpha male and all that other dumb horse shit, and then then they then they have to go to HR. <laughs> you know and because they went to work and listened to these assholes and then they wonder like well women you can't talk to women no more no you can talk to women just not like that you know what i mean so i don't know so it, i i just thought it was cool like they had you know cool things to say about uh, about marlon wayans you know because he seems like he seems like a really nice guy but don't worry kelly I, i'm i'm on your side on this you know, but now here's someone whose side I'm not on. Now I'm going to kick this more over to you, Odie, because you are a traveler. Like I don't travel a whole heck of a mm-hmm. lot. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. But the, um, the TikToker who had the kerfuffle about the, uh, she was asked to give up her seat to not not to give up her seat, but to swap seats with someone else on a on a first class flight so that they could uh, sit together. Now, if what I'm reading on this is true, so I couldn't find anything extra on here, right? That they wanted her to 
and let me see if I can find the exact paragraph here, but um, yeah, it says, she said that the family of four asked her to swap her seat for one of theirs so that they could all be seated together in a row. And then she said <coughs> um, something along the lines of, oh, if you buy basic economy tickets, you should have zero expectations of sitting together. And she was saying, like, why is it on everybody else to accommodate? Like, if this was something like, oh, we're on a bus and we have to give up a seat for a couple of stops, he said, yeah, sure. And I would say this, I, I saw some of the video. She just sounds like somebody who would yell at a barista for 10 minutes because they put brown sugar in her coffee instead of, instead of honey. Like, she seems like that type of person. She came off like, and here's the thing. Okay. Let me see if I can find that clip. Yeah, but keep going, keep going. I, I think I yeah, but um it, it was uh it was kind of cringy because first of all, and you know, we were talking about this in our chat, and I agree with you. Why would you put that on TikTok? You know, it doesn't go about your day. I mean, it seems like the people accepted. Um, so I'm gonna play the clip. Literally just arrived to my hotel, but here's the deal with this whole thing and the story time. To be clear, no hate to anybody. But if you didn't plan ahead, and yeah, the airline bumps you or moves you or whatever, totally fair. So the suggestion I gave was actually based on another creator's video that I saw, which was basically like, oh, if all of you want to sit together, like in a row, because the first class is two seats and two seats, um, I am sure that you could actually ask the people in the bulkhead behind you. I think they would be super pumped to sit up here so that the three of you can be together. To which, of course, like, I just got the look. Now, the flight attendant looked at me and was like, that was a good suggestion. But it didn't stop this mom from just being like you know I was getting side-eyed I was getting looked at she was talking about me I mean I don't look like I speak other languages but I do and it's fine but here's the thing if you book with the airline because this has happened to us as a family of four that travels together if you book with the airline they will group your reservation together so the only time that you might be separated right is if you miss a flight or a connection however Things like travel insurance will not only prevent like problems like this, but here's the thing. You can actually use travel insurance to file claims to get money back. You can also use the travel insurance to rebook on another carrier, depending on what type of policy you get. So again, all preventable. And I just feel like it's, um, why is it on everybody else to accommodate everybody? Like if this, so I'm I'm just done hearing her voice right now. Um, to answer your to answer your question, like I have been okay. So like perfect example, I um, you know I play the points game. Um, I started getting into it like as a hobby. Um, we have a couple of credit cards. There's one with like a ridiculous fee, but you get some nice perks. Some of these shits like include, you know, lounge access and maybe like a free flight, um, which we always try to use like for a cross continental one, because why not? That's obviously going to be the more expensive flight. Um, so, you know, we we try to do that. Um, and all of this like includes some sort of status with the airline. Uh, looked like in the screenshot, it was Delta. Um, and so one of those perks happens to be flight upgrades that we take advantage of. 
based on our status and what credit card we hold. So like chances of being bumped up are generally higher when you have status with the airline. I don't know this family situation. Frankly, it doesn't matter, but there, ha- there, there was a time when we were coming back from Vegas, requested an upgrade, was granted the upgrade. Great. I'm stoked. I'm like, whatever. I didn't have to pay first class, but I got a first class seat. Cool. There was one caveat though, Uh, but it still wasn't like terrible. I mean, at the end of the day, what happened was they booked my husband and I on the same row, but we were both aisle seats. So like we were sitting opposite each other, but you know, we went up to the, the gate agent and just said, Hey, is it possible that I can get a window seat? with my husband so we could both sit together and um they were like oh no like it's full so we can't like swap people around whatever so when the people got on the plane I asked uh, his neighbor I asked my neighbor they both said no I said no problem as soon as they started they actually both said no they were both black women and I think because of this like um tiktok generation where people feel the need to share and share story time and shit mm-hmm. that for situations that really don't have anything to do with them because it because it doesn't matter like how we got here the fact of the matter is i asked okay so you you have the right to say no and so they said they said no and they felt like they started to explain and i was just like it's okay like i just wanted to ask if you were open to it it's fine and there's been plenty of other instances where our flight was not upgraded, but we were able to switch seats successfully every single time only because um, we were switching like a, a middle seat. So like nobody wants to sit in the middle. So what my husband and I would do is like, if it's like a economy class and they have like the three seats across, then I'll book a, a window in an aisle somewhere in the same row, hoping that nobody will book in the, in the middle of us. And if they don't book that middle seat, then when they, that middle seat person comes, or if they do book the middle seat, when they come, we'll say, oh, do you want to switch for a window or an aisle? That way he and I are sitting next to each other. And then that person feels like, oh shit, like I actually got a better seat. So it's like a win if you don't want to sit in the middle. So like, but at the end of the day, like regardless of how what happened to that person's flight, her speculating and trying to blame them and say like none of that shit's irrelevant none of that shit is relevant if they say yes then cool if they say no if you say no and they don't argue with you or go back and forth with you like to me that's that's where the escalation is relevant and like you can then go back and be like oh no girl like that's not okay now i'm gonna share my story now i'm gonna blast you on social media right you didn't need to know that like, girl, you said no, and they didn't get the seat. The end. Yeah. Telling them that they should have bought insurance and all that other shit, that's unnecessary yeah, you know, and not what? helpful at this I point. Mean, I the, when the last time I went home, I did buy flight insurance, and I had to tell you, it was kind of expensive. You know? Yeah, but and that's I, but that's also the advantage of having the credit cards. A lot of the credit cards have that built in as well. So, you know, it just depends on what kind of card you have. Yeah, my my. I mean, I don't travel a lot, so I didn't I didn't really think about that. So it was just like, and usually when I travel, it's just me, so I don't have to worry about switching seats. But I mean, if I was with, you know, if I had a family, if I had like a wife and kids, and that that would be an issue, you know. And sometimes you, it doesn't things don't always work out. 
especially when you're trying to get, you know, stuff together. So, I mean, and here's my thing, right? If they were asking me to switch, but we were still in the same section, like still in first class, sure. sure. Yeah, I don't mind, you know? And especially you said in first class, it's just two seats, it's just island window, right? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. You know, there's no middle seats in, in first class. Sure, I don't I don't care where I sit. You know, it's still first class. But, you know, if they wanted me to like downgrade down to like economy or coach or, or whatever they call it, then I'm like, that would, that would be a negatory good buddy because I paid for the ticket, you know, for first class. So I still want to stay in first class. So, but she didn't really mention, I mean, she mentioned about the economy class, but I don't know. If that's where they but are. even if she didn't, but my point is like even and that's why I was talking about the points game, because mm -hmm. even if she even if that family hadn't paid and they had gotten upgraded, they technically still paid, but they would have paid through points. Like points are still cash. And people who do not play the points game don't tend not to understand that. They feel like, oh, well, you just got like it's basically prepaying for your upgrade. So it's like it's like you you told Amex. Yeah, I might have spent, you know, you know, $12,000 with this credit card over the course of the year, not on Delta purchases, but I use this credit card to pay my bills and some other shit all throughout the course of the year. Now I want to take those points and convert them into an upgrade. That's it. It's a conversion. So for the privilege of spending their money, that's it. So it's, it's. <laughs> That's why I said, like, all that other shit she was talking about was completely irrelevant. Yeah. She could have kept that to herself. That's what makes her look like the asshole. It's not the fact that she just said no. Like, because honestly, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And like I said, she just seems like the, like the type of person who just yells at baristas all day. So I, I couldn't really generate any, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, her, that TikTok, uh, you know, the, I think the original one she did got a lot of views. So that's why it kind of, and then people were kind of just discussing the whole etiquette behind it. But like I said, me not being a traveler, you know, only traveling when I have to, I, it, it, it's, it escapes me. But like I said, but looking more into it, I'm like, why would you put this on TikTok? You're just, you're just asking for it. And it was like people, and then, you know, when people started getting on her more about it, then all of a sudden she started saying, well, I have several disabilities. And I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. I'm lying. You're lying. Trying to get sympathy after you after you put yourself out there. Jesus Christ. But anyway, enough about the first class snobs. Today is Halloween. And I heard something. I know it was supposed to be raining tonight. I'm like, I'm hoping it wasn't thunder, I heard. No, it wasn't thunder, but I did see some people already say that damn it sucks, it's raining. So yeah, because I, I did hear it was supposed to rain tonight, which kind of which does kind of suck for Halloween. You know, usually November first is always like the like crappy weather. Like Halloween may hold out, and then November first always rains, at least in my memory. But you know, they have this thing called uh, trunk or treating, right? And I I pulled this from the internet. So many organizations now offer trunk or treating events as a safer, less spooky alternative to traditional trick or treating. During this event, adult members of the organization decorate the trunks of their vehicles in Halloween-themed decor and pass out candy or other goodies to the children in their communities. Now, 
I'm I'm in my early 50s and I'm getting to that age where we're like, you know what, back in my day, we used to do this and it worked. And like, not always though. I mean, my generation played with BB guns, which was definitely not safe. We we played tackle football with no helmets or pads. I could tell you stories about that. At least the ones that I remember, you know, we jumped our bikes off of curbs. We had no helmets, no pads. No doubt that we were just a very unsafe generation. Kids didn't drive around with seatbelts on, just pile kids in the back of the station wagon. You know, no one, nobody cared. No one gave a rat's ass. We could, I said, I said, leave the house as a, as a, as a, as a little kid, you know, we, you know, it'd be like a Saturday, like, or like during the summer, we leave the house at 10 o'clock. We don't show back up until like 6 p.m. And as long as you don't come back in the back of a cop car, no one ever asked where we were. So our generation is not necessarily the, the generation that we should be taking, uh, taking notes from. But we did for Halloween, we did go trick-or-treating. You know, when we were younger, you know, mom used to, used to walk with us. And then when we got older, we would just go by ourselves. You know, when we were teenagers, we would just, when we were too old trick or treat, we just throw eggs at each other all night. So, you know, the whole, so you would think like an old crank like me would be like, well, you know, back in my day. Yeah. Well, you know what? In, in this day and age, things are a lot less safe for children these days. And I'm not talking about the whole, oh, they're going to put razor blades in the candy. Like, yeah, you could shove a rate. Like what kind of candy bar do you have that you could shove a razor blade in there and you're not going to see it? You know, like that they used to be the dumbest well, thing. Well, we always know, like that was just so our parents could eat our candy. <laughs> they would say that they saw razor blades in, in the stuff that they wanted to eat. <laughs> At least my mom did anyway. Like, like what like how come all the Reese's cups have razor blades in them? Exactly. Like, so ask mom like Reese's cups. Or they would they would let kids to you know go down to the police station and run their candy through the metal detector, you know, the x-ray machine to make sure there was no pins in it, like people just stick pins in it. Or now what's that goofy ass horse shit Fox News is talking about? Oh, they're gonna put fentanyl in the candy. You know who makes terrible drug addicts? Children. You know why? Because they don't have any fucking money. (laughs) So you're gonna turn kids into drug addicts and then what? Them, them was going to happen. Like, they just make up the most ridiculous horseshit. Did you know that there was a case, I want to say it was either in the 70s or the 80s, and there was they had a documentary on it, where a lot of this stuff came from, where a kid had poisoned uh, the Halloween candy, and he died, right? It turned out his dad poisoned him. Mm. And his dad poisoned him for... The insurance money. He was behind on on a bunch of stuff, and the kid, for some ungodly reason, had a million dollar life insurance policy against him. Now, granted, mm-hmm. up until the time he was executed, he maintained his innocence. But, you know, ever since then, people were just edgy about you know, and then all they just made up all these extra stories. Or they're putting pins in the in the candy bars. They're putting razor blades in the candy bars. I'm like. No, they're not, you know, 
Yeah, yeah I never saw that documentary. They should play that though. That should be like on Netflix. It was on. That was where I first saw it. I don't know if it's still there, but they had like a few like urban legends that they were talking about. And one, yeah, and it that, should have been like that. That that particular episode, like instead of putting the whole series up, just put like do a documentary just for that, for the backstory of that, and put it out Halloween. Yeah, just so people will know. I mean, I I lived in Maryland and I worked in D.C. when the whole the whole D.C. sniper thing, where yeah. this dude was was killing people. Do you know why he was killing all those people? Because he was eventually going to kill his ex-wife so he can get so he can regain custody of his kids. So he figured he would make this fake crisis, kill all these people, have his have his ex-wife eventually become one of the victims. And then, oh, you know, the DC sniper killed him. Well, I guess you don't have a mom anymore. So I guess you come back with me. Insanity. Insanity. You know? But there were a couple years after that happened where my mom would not let us go trick-or-treating because she swore that people were trying to poison us, try to poison our candy, you know? And it turned out, oh yeah, that was just, uh, you know, one guy, uh, you know, killing his kid for insurance money. But I am actually all for this whole trunk-or-treating thing because then you get to meet other people in your community. You still get to dress up in your costumes, you know, People decorate their their trunks. It seems like a lot of fun. And people you know? don't and, even come to your house and like you know, yeah, like get a layout of like where you live and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm for that. Yeah, it, it, it's you know, I know Halloween is. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a big kid, you know, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna I'm gonna, at least in the next couple of years I'm probably gonna, you know. Uh, make myself a nice costume and I know they have like a they usually have like a um I don't know if you want to call it a parade but I think they do have like something that goes on in Raleigh where people dress up and they go hang out on Halloween so I I might do I might do that one year you know uh sounds like something like maybe on Glenwood South or something like that so I would I wouldn't mind doing that one year you know just just to just to be a part of it just so I can say I did it you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, a big kid. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, you know, but I mean, as far as the trunk or treating thing, this crotchety old man, uh, I give it a thumbs up, you know, a lot of churches do it, but there's also a lot of organizations that do it as well. So, you know, next year, if they have something like that, there's actually a place where you could, um, uh, you might be able to look up in your community who's having them and then just you know, let your kids wear their costumes, bring them out there and just have fun, you know? So, Odie, what are your final thoughts? Mm. Oh, man. Come right back to me because I did have one. I forgot just that damn fast, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did kind of go into it without warning. <laughs> I actually want to give a shout out once again to Missy Elliott for giving props, but also to Salt and Pepper, who are getting a um, they're getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. And um, Missy gave them a shout out on uh, you know Missy was just honored last week with her own uh, with her own street in Virginia where she's from, and then she gave a shout out to Salt and Pepper as they were getting honored on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and she was saying that you know Salt and Pepper. Uh, 
they made the door easier for her to go through as a, as a female rapper coming up, you know? So big props to, you know, big props to salt and pepper, you legends know, recognize the legends and whatnot yeah, for getting their star in the Hollywood walk of fame. So, so I, I still don't remember what I was going to say. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and the Lakers finally won a game. Yay. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, oh. i'm glad i'm glad that you i'm glad that you brought that up it was not the lakers um but yeah uh mm, mm, mm. i'm so like first of all i'm not even like a basketball fan for real for real but i took my husband to see uh the golden state warriors um of which team he is a fan of and so disappointed that they lost to the Charlotte Hornets because they're the champions. I can't believe they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. They're not having a good start to the season. That's a bad start. Like, you lost to the Hornets? Like, now, granted, the, the game was very exciting. I do feel like I got my money's worth because the shit went into overtime. And, you know, in person, people started standing up. It started getting pretty live at the end there. Uh, but it just sucks that they lost. It just sucks that they lost, so... Good luck to the Golden State Warriors for the rest of the season. But uh, I don't know how the fuck that was. Like, I'm, I'm convinced that the baby was bad luck. I think he was bad luck. Because <laughs> yeah. he's bad luck for his own self. So maybe he, was, maybe he was just bad luck for them. Oh, no. And the, the Warriors are three and four so far. I mean, the season just started. So, you know, it, there's still plenty of basketball left to be played. But I mean, you know, the, I mean, like you said, they and it's not like they have any injuries or anything like that. They still have their full team. They just off to a bad start. But you know what? But that was even wilder, though. Like, oh boy, wasn't even there. Like, they're the the what you call it's best player was not there. Um, the Hornets' best player was not present. So, like, damn, y'all lost when their best player wasn't even there. Yeah, I mean, the Hornets are. Hornets are currently three and three. So, you know, they're they're middle of the road. You know, 76ers are doing bad. You know, my Knicks are three and three. No one, I mean, you figure the Bucks haven't lost yet, but it, but I mean it's five games into the season. They're five and oh. You know, Cavs are all of a sudden good again, you know. <laughs> so it, it's kind of uh it's kind of crazy. But the Lakers finally won a game. You know what's going to happen? The Lakers are going to sneak into the eighth seed and then they're, they're going to win the championship and all the LeBron haters are going to be like, oh, yeah. but LeBron is what, 1,200 points away from uh, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time, uh, the all-time list. So basically, if he has a, I mean, and he's still scoring like 20-something points a game, even at his age. So if he doesn't have any really bad injuries, if he doesn't do it this season, he'll do it at the beginning of next season. You know, he'll he'll get the all-time, he got the all-time scoring record. And he's top 10 in ass, all-time in assists, which is really good for a, for a small forward. You know, so, I mean, everybody talks shit about LeBron, but guess what? First ballot Hall of Famer, and unless there's haters in the press, he's he, he should be unanimous. There should be nobody voting against LeBron for, I mean, you figure he won four rings with three different teams where he was, yeah, come on. And 
there's not even a discussion on that. But I mean, Steph Curry will get there too. So he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer himself. Maybe even Clay will get there too. So a, a lot of a lot of uh, legends having a having a rough start to the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I noticed Halloween is kind of a washout. I just heard the rain coming down a little bit, but then again, it's it's a quarter to nine. So yeah, all the, the kids should all, be in, at home now. Yeah, the kids should be home. Uh, you know getting their Pepto-Bismol after eating half of their Halloween candy in one night. <laughs> so, and then they got to go to school tomorrow. Jesus, go to school with little tummy aches. So, and hopefully my niece will have pictures of my, you know, like my 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 nephew who I, you know, I don't like saying grandnephew, but like my niece, like that's his, that that's her son, you know? Yeah. So I, 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 so I'm actually a, a grand uncle. <laughs> so you know so hopefully I'll, I'll see uh you know he's he's big in the halloween and uh he actually my uh my niece texted me because I, I you know he he watched uh, halloween ends yesterday and i was like yeah. how do you like it and she thought it was just okay but he loved it you know and i was just like yeah he would love it because he's eight <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I'm actually writing a TikTok about how I like the ending of Halloween ends, not trying to spoil it, but it actually ends. And that's basically what I liked about it the most. Uh, does it really though? Are you sure? Oh, absolutely not. Because here's the thing. If it makes money, they're just going to reboot the whole thing. So in other words, it's there is not going to be any more Michael Myers, no more Laurie Strode anything like that, that whole storyline is done. But I'm pretty sure if when the box office comes out, if they made like real money off of it, then yeah, they're just going to do like they would, like they do with Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and just reboot the whole thing from scratch, which I would not be okay with because some things need to just come to an end. And I think Halloween, I mean, you figure the first Halloween movie came out, what? Uh, 1970 something. 78. So, uh, yeah, it, it's time to lay it to rest. You know, we, we were lucky enough to have the original actress reprise mm-hmm. her role. Let's just, let's just let it lie. You know, it was, it was, a it, it, it had its ups and downs, more downs than ups, but time to let it go, people. Let it go. And speaking of letting it go, because <laughs> we all got, well, most of us got work tomorrow. Um, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to us. We are, are pretty much anywhere where you can get podcasts, including Apple and uh, and Spotify. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're out there still trick-or-treating, uh, have a safe night. All right. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Get rid of all these women if you want it Anything you need, baby, let me know Let me know
down so I can admire you Pretty smile We spin around so I can admire you 